From the University of Colorado Boulder in the Rocky Mountains, this is See You at the Libraries, where information becomes knowledge through storytelling. I'm your host, Associate Professor Deborah Hollis, and Head of Special Collections at the University Libraries. Behind every place are the people who have given it its meaning and those finding a sense of place and legacy. In the library's special collections and archives, there are boxes upon boxes of letters, photographs, and documents from the Folsom family, a familiar name around this campus. This episode of CU at the Libraries takes on the father of CU football and law professor, Coach Fred Gorham Folsom, and how the stadium got its name. By the end of this episode, we'll have a fuller picture of the man behind the field and his legacy from the yard line. Everyone in the country knows it's one of the great venues for football with the flat irons in the backdrop. This is Mel Tucker. He's the new head coach of CU Boulder's football team. When I was in college, CU was one of the top football programs in the country. He actually played at Folsom Field back when he was a student at the University of Wisconsin. It was a night game, and I remember that the place was absolutely rocking. The fans were incredible. Ralphie was running, you know, 25 miles an hour. It was just like a great environment for football. Clearly, football has deep roots in CU Athletics and CU Boulder as an institution, and its playing fields have become legendary in their own right. Football started at CU Boulder in 1890 without an official field. The first football field was named in honor of Harry Gamble. Harry Gamble was a CU student who played in the football team for six years, three of which he served as team captain. He's considered to be a significant contributor to the beginning of CU football. Recognize that voice? That's Mark Johnson, the official voice of the CU Boulder Colorado football team. We asked him to lend his voice to relay this part of the story. There were no seats, and at that point, it became clear that a new, larger stadium would have to be built to accommodate the ever-growing popularity of football here at CU. Gamble Field was where the football team practiced and played for 26 years. But sometimes, we outgrow spaces and need to make room for more fans. The 1923 CU football team had an undefeated season, and the crowds that came far exceeded Gamble Field's seating capacity. This is the point in the story where we really start to dive into the person behind the place. Fred Gorm Folsom came to Boulder in 1895 to coach CU football when he was just 21 years old. He coached the team while he attended law school, and later, after he earned his law degree, Folsom joined the law school faculty and had a local law practice. He was the epitome of a Renaissance man. Fred Folsom III learned almost everything he knows about this Renaissance man from his father, Fred Jr. We recently caught up with Coach Folsom's grandson by phone. Of all the stories he's gathered over the years, Fred III understands his grandfather to have been a lawyerly coach. Every spring, 
he would get the latest version of the rules of football, and he would spend all spring, part of the summer, annotating every page. And he would ask himself, what does this rule say? What isn't said? What is implied? What is allowed? Coach Folsom came to CU Boulder when football was in a dangerous position. President Theodore Roosevelt had been recognized for saving the sport from banishment because it was not safe. They just wore leather hats, and there were no rules, and people were getting killed during football season. With the formation of the NCAA in 1910, their new set of rules and his interest in law, Coach Folsom helped change the way the sport was played at CU Boulder for the better. Coach Folsom was known for playing by the rules throughout his coaching career. As a result, he resigned as head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes in 1915 with 77 wins and a reputation for being positive in character. This coming from professor of business law and former CU football player Walter B. Franklin. We remember his characteristics so distinctly, for his was a positive character. There was nothing negative in his personality. The qualities so predominant were directness, unwavering adherence to truth and honesty, fairness, tolerance, and his dogma, never to compromise with what he conceived to be wrong. He was chairing the athletic board when athletics took on the task of building a stadium in an eight-month period of time for the next season. Once it was decided where the new stadium would live, there was the matter of financing the venture. CU Athletics leaned on Fred's law expertise to tackle this challenge. And it worked. Folsom drafted the trust under which the stadium was financed without any loss to investors of the state, and the venue opened in 1924. The stadium continued to thrive without a name for many years. People alternated between calling it College Stadium and Norland Stadium, but neither of those names were ever officialized. It wasn't until 1940 when the Folsom name was nominated. In an official letter to then-CU President Robert Stearns, Franklin endorsed the Folsom name. It is sometimes referred to as Norland Stadium, but no official name has even been given to it and Dr. Norlin has objected to me that he would not have it so-called. But Coach Fred Folsom would never know that the stadium had been named in his honor. He passed away on November 11, 1944, two weeks before the stadium was officially named Folsom Field. The official dedication occurred at the 1946 homecoming game. The fall of 2019 marks the 73rd anniversary of the stadium's dedication in Coach Folsom's honor. And this past November, Coach Fred Folsom was officially inducted into the CU Athletics Hall of Fame. Boy, when you say the name Folsom around this campus, it carries a legacy. This legacy lives on through the spirit of athletics at CU Boulder. This month, Coach Tucker is celebrating his first year as the leader of CU Boulder football and sees parallels between Folsom's legacy and the one he hopes to make. When people think about a football program, 
most of the focus is obviously you know, on the field and the performance of the players, but it's so much more than that. Football is a great game, and as a football coach, you know, it's my responsibility to help all of our young men develop not just on the field, but off the field. That legacy of fairness is exemplified by the generations of Folsoms that have come after, which is backed up by the archival record in Special Collections and Archives located in Norland Library. The coach and his wife, Mary, as well as their four children, Franklin, Sarah, Helen, and Fred Jr., were graduates from CU Boulder. In the future, we hope to bring you more stories of the Folsoms from the archives. As a third generation Fred Folsom, this is the coach that I learned from listening to my dad talk about him. Go Buffs. Thank you. Claire Woodcock produced this episode. Deirdre O'Keating is our executive producer. Mark Losey is our editor. Student Nikhil Thapa composed our theme music. Andrew Violet voiced letters from Walter B. Franklin. Coach Mel Tucker also has his own podcast. It's Mel Tucker's Inside Zone, which is available wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks to CU Athletics for lending us sound for this week's episode. CU alumna Kristen Michelle Vanoy's research findings have been essential to this episode's creation. For even more about our resources and services, and to keep up with our news page for all things university libraries, visit our website, colorado.edu forward slash libraries. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for at C-U-B Libraries. And I've been your host, Deborah Hollis. Thank you so much for tuning in. We can't wait to see you at the libraries.